Hey Shakes Pals, welcome to Protest Too Much. I'm your host, Stephanie Crignola, and I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for joining us. Um, last week we had an epic battle between brothers for best blind date, and you know what? Don John won. I think with a little help from Keanu Reeves, uh, Don John pulled out on top, and uh, it was a really fun episode. Thank you so much, William Demerit, for being there for that. And this week, uh, also very exciting, we've got Emily Zentis to talk about which Shakespeare wedding do you want to be on the invite list to? Which do you think is going to be the batch of the century? So um, very excited for that. Very excited to have you here. And make sure that after you listen, you head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash p2mpod or our Twitter at p2mpod and cast your vote for who you think the winner is. Also, while you're there, pull up your messages and tag a friend. Say, hey, I'm listening to this Shakespeare show. It's nerdy and silly and fun, and I think you would enjoy it too. Uh, the best way that we're going to get ourselves out there is word of mouth. So if you would just choose one friend, choose your favorite episode we've done so far, and say, hey, listen to this. Take 20 minutes of your day. Uh, we would really appreciate it. We appreciate you for being here. We love you, and I hope you have a really good day and enjoy the show. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. Okay, uh, so this week we are arguing which wedding you would most want to be invited to, the hottest wedding invite in all of Shakespeare's canon. And this week, I am so excited that we have Emily Zentis with us. She is a theater artist and such a great and smart and wonderful person, and I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Woohoo! Tell us us a little bit about yourself. Um, So a little bit about me is that I've known Steph for years now, so I'm super excited to see her Shakespeare love come to podcasts. Woohoo! So I recently graduated last year with my MFA in acting from Long Island University Post, where I got to really further my love of Shakespeare. I did a five-person version of Twelfth Night, which was wild, where I played Sir Toby, uh, Viola, and I also <laughs> played my own twin as Sebastian. <laughs> so that was wild. Um, but I definitely, I'm a big Shakespeare nerd. I love it. I love talking about it. So I'm very excited to be here. I am also very excited. All right. So wedding invite season. It's spring. Uh, I don't know if that's actually the season for invitations. But <laughs> <laughs> which wedding are you hoping you're being invited to? Well, in the spirit of what I just talked about, I hope that I am being invited to Sir Toby and Mariah's wedding. Oh, (laughs) oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's going to be a hard one to beat no matter what, but whose, whose wedding invitation am I hoping for? You're hoping for good old Miranda and Ferdinand's from Tempest. Oh, no. It's so boring. <laughs> nope. It's, no, it's good. It's going to be the best wedding ever. Perfect. It's, it um, could be magical. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> no, I've got this. Heck, yes. Um, all right. Uh, okay, take it away. All right. So Twelfth Night itself, uh, the 
what the play takes its namesake from is a big festival that's around Christmas time and it is a big party. It's basically drunken revelry. So we meet Sir Toby and he's drunk the whole entire play. Basically, <laughs> it's just the levels of drunkenness that he's at. And I think that that's already a fun thing to begin with, of just knowing that even in his drunkenness, watching him throughout the play kind of all but drool at Mariah. Um, I think that that starts off a really just cute and just genuine, because I think, you think about when somebody's drunk, their true desires come out. So I think hearing Sir Toby, even though he's like totally drunk and crazy, talk about Mariah as like a beagle and how like steadfast she is. I think that shows that the love is so pure and true. And it's just, it's a light. And I think that if you look at Twelfth Night as a whole, they're the only couple that really like starts and ends in a genuine, not mistaken. It's, it's true, like a love. Cause you, you know, you then look at like Sebastian and Olivia where they were deceived Well, she was deceived in how they came to be. You look at Viola and Duke Orsino and Duke Orsino was deceived in who Viola was. Cause he was, she was Cesario <laughs> and here's Mariah and Sir Toby and they started as a way you know, Mariah takes care of the house. She takes care of everybody in the house, including having to watch up over Sir Toby and his drunkenness. She deals with his crazy drunk friends that he brings because she knows <laughs> in the end, like, the love is there. So I think when you take that and the genuine love and fun that they have together, and then you see how he loves her through the device they put on Malvolio and see how, like, she's just as much a part of it, even though she's, you know, no, I'm my lady, I have to be prim and proper. And then you see at the end that they get married, I think it would just be so much fun because in addition to that, it's 12th night. So it's a party and it's fun and it's silly. And especially then it, their wedding kicks off two other weddings. So it's kind of like a fun, there's something about right after you first get married and you go to a wedding. It's just like so fun. It's just weddings are fun to begin with, but then if you have crazy drunk people <laughs> and everybody's drunk and everybody's having fun and everything's colorful and lively, like, why would that not be a fun wedding? Like, Sir Andrew Aguicheek's there and he's rich, Duke Orsino, Olivia's paying for some of it, so, like, you know this is going to be extravagant, you know the food's going to be good, you know the drinks will be good. There's probably other substances that'll be passed around that'll also make it fun, <laughs> But I just, I think that would be a super fun and it would probably hurt the next day if I went to that wedding. <laughs> um, okay. All right. I hear you. But in the last like two minutes while you've been um, arguing for that, I've really, you know, convinced myself that you've given me a gift here oh. with Miranda and Ferdinand. Really? Because if you take a wedding, is it really about the bride and groom? Or is it about the people who are throwing the party surrounding them and what that brings to the wedding? Miranda is experiencing everything for the first time. So to see someone go through that level of like new experiences is automatically going to be so endearing and sweet and fun. Um, and for, so we don't get a super detailed glance into their personalities, but think of the party that's going to be thrown just as a, as a, pre uh a pre-engagement uh, or pre uh proposal ceremony 
Prospero has Ariel conjure up all of these goddesses in this uh, enormous banquet in the middle of an island somewhere. And that's if that's, you know, indicative of what he can do for their wedding, it's only going to be on a hundred times grander scale because by the end of it, before their wedding, he has turned around for this redemption arc. Right. So we don't necessarily see selfless Prospero <laughs> through the play. But by the end of it, he's made this commitment to um, throw down his attachments to his uh, magic. But I don't think that he gives it up entirely because I think like his I think Ariel is the source of magic, the source of true magic in this. And I absolutely believe that once he is set free, Ariel is 100 percent down to throw Miranda a big party. You know, so like even though Prospero is channeling his magic through through Ariel and has his own stuff and he lays that down now that he's selfless and thinking about other people, he's ready to party and he's ready to uh, be back in society and be back with his family. And not to mention Ferdinand is a prince. So there is money there. There is a <laughs> there is an exorbitant amount of money and they like the banquet, the feast, the music, the dancing. It's going to be a royal wedding um, in every sense of the word. And regardless of the fact that it's going to be a great party, everybody wants an invite to a royal wedding. Like if Meghan Markle had called up and been like, hey, I want you to come to my wedding. You wouldn't care how boring it was going to be. You want to be at that wedding. So if it's like the one you most want to be at. I think the royal magical wedding is going to sit on top for sure. Okay. So appreciate that. Do love a good <laughs> royal wedding for sure. You know, definitely would have loved that invite. But <laughs> I noticed, you know, you, you talked about is the wedding for the bride and groom or for the people surrounding. So to counterpoint that, <laughs> if if we take the characters that are in Tempest and who's on that island with them, basically that means Miranda is partying with her dad. And how fun can you really, can you really get like little, little plastered with your parents? Not Emily, always. have I you mean, met I my mean, parents? I mean, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> listen, listen. But can you have the same openness and silliness that you could with your best friends versus with your parents. There's a different, yes, you can get to a certain, you know, hurting <laughs> level the next day, but is it the same as like our Sunday night dinners we used to have? You know what I mean? You uh -huh. get to a level of, of your filter kind of goes in a very different way when it's your friends versus with your parents. So if you look at, you know, Mariah and Sir Toby, if they're getting fun and having a crazy wedding that would also have some royalty involved with you know the duke being present and things mm -hmm. like that and now mariah is having a status change that now she's not just a lady's maid that she's now olivia's aunt so that would you know in a way sir toby now we have mariah going a little higher in life okay i think you know there is a sense of of royalty as there as well and so i think that there's something 
while yes, I totally see how, you know, Miranda would be experiencing things for the first time. But I think, you know, to be cliche, we always talk about with weddings, it's, you know, your most special day. It's the bride and groom's like most memorable day and it's a day that goes by so fast. So Miranda's already having things thrown at her so fast and so, you know, so much. Like she's seeing a boy that's not her father for the first time. She <laughs> just saw like three spirits that like, you know, that come that Ariel conjured and that's, you know, both exciting and also kind of terrifying. So there's just a lot that just got thrown on her plate. So I think that I feel like she might not, not that she wouldn't appreciate it as much, but I feel like with, you know, Mariah and Toby, they've had to work for everything. Well, Mariah's had to work for everything. So Toby has not, (laughs) but you know, she's seen the good and bad in the world. Whereas here's Miranda, who is just like, rose-colored glasses and everything's perfect and beautiful do you appreciate it and take it in as much I don't know I don't I don't know what do you think yeah so I want to hit on something you said just there is that your wedding should be your most memorable day and I think that (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that in the party you're describing that either Sir Toby or Mariah is going to remember their wedding day <laughs> if it is this like and if you think of the way that um you know the play goes and just that level of celebration and party um what really sets it off from so like I'd argue like that level of reservation that you have when your parents are around is probably a good dose of um temperance to have so it's not going overboard to like the excessive party where you don't even remember how the wedding ended um and like man so sir sir andrew is gonna be a mess he is going to be such a mess he's gonna pull focus he's going to like be the one with be his naked shirt in off. the garden <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's gonna he's gonna get naked at some point he's gonna be dancing on tables he's gonna break a glass on the dance floor like all of these things are like the messy one right and you don't really want that and i think you could argue that like uh stefano and trinculo have the ability to get there Uh, but i also think the island uh i don't want to say sobered them up a little bit but i think it gave them a healthy dose of like fear and um a reality check uh so they might have pulled back a little bit by the time this party comes around but Yeah, I think that I think there's a there's a level of party and then there's a level of party that that Sir Toby might push. (laughs) You still want it to be a positive experience for all of your guests. (laughs) For sure. And I think, you know, talking about who's present while people even are getting ready, I think there's a sense too, like here's Mariah who has taken care of everybody in the house for who knows how long, you know, presumably a while probably Mm -hmm. years this is probably her one and only job Mm -hmm. um and now i think that there's a nice like sweet role reversal where like maybe olivia is the one that helps mariah get ready and i think that that's like a sweet kind of just nice moment of who's with mariah when she's getting ready to marry sir toby where it's so nice right (laughs) isn't that so it would just be sweet because now here's you know and and any other people like ladies of the house that might have been there like helping them get ready and you know like there's something about when one of your own gets married that you know like 
the people that cook would probably have like such a special meal and such like a, all their favorite desserts and they'd really go like above and beyond like I think that that would be I think of like in <laughs> the movie Ever After when like you know I love that movie love love Same. love that movie but Same. like you think about when you know she's getting ready and everybody in the house is like wanting her to succeed and cheering her on and I think that there's kind of that sense too with Mariah so then I think you know with Miranda she'd be kind of alone getting ready and I think that that's something about something about when you get ready and you you're surrounded by the love and then you go and celebrate the love that you have with your partner I think that there's just something about that that I don't know if Miranda necessarily would get and i I feel like Prospero would be the one that would marry them. So he wouldn't necessarily be with Miranda getting ready. So right. I feel like there would be almost that piece that she'd not get to experience where then, you know, it would be special having Prospero most likely be the one that marries them. Let's be real. Cause he's a controlling <laughs> person. <laughs> so I think like, you know, that piece would be special to have your dad marry you for sure. Um, but I don't think the like traditional stuff of like, who helps her do her hair and get ready, that there wouldn't necessarily be that like motherly or, you know, friend figure for her. Cause it's not like Ariel's gonna, I mean, I suppose Ariel could whip up, you know, magic for her, but yeah. still there's not that like heart to heart where you've had this established relationship with somebody. So I think that that piece would be sad that she wouldn't get to have. Yeah, I feel that I would like to think that Ferdinand's sister, who's just gone through this, she's just gotten married. Um, she's had that whole experience for herself. Um, they're on the ship is on the way back from her wedding, if I'm not right mm -hmm. wrong in that. Okay. Um, so she's just gotten married, and for her to kind of come over and meet Miranda, and for Miranda to have someone on her level, someone who's not above her in any way, someone who is just uh, meeting her as a sister, um, would be a really, and it's not an established relationship, um, but I think it would be a really nice kind of confidant and new, um, new ear for Miranda to have to kind of like, you know, uh, walk her through those things. But I do, I do see that, um, uh, Olivia and Mariah moment being really sweet and really special. Right. I think that that would just be so sweet. Like, I feel like Olivia would help her, like, here's some fancy jewels, like look pretty for oh. Sir Toby, like take care of him. Cause you always do. And I think Mariah is the type of character that really, she thinks about everybody else before herself. So I think sure. this would be like a nice moment for her to be able to like be the center and the focus. And then she gets to let off some steam because she works 24 seven. I mean, she's the lady of the house. So like, obviously that means the job kind of doesn't have an off time. <laughs> so I think this would be a nice let some steam off and some fun. And I think that that would be much deserved where Sir Toby just always is having fun. Let's be real. Right. Let's see, really do except drink and have fun. <laughs> so, so I think it would be a really great, really great, wonderful wedding until Malvolio comes in and ruins it all well, purposefully. I'll be, I'll be revenged on the whole pack of you, right? Like this is his moment. If there ever was a moment for Malvolio to get his revenge, he's going to let a badger loose in the air vents, right? He's going to somehow find a way to, to mess it up. And I think too, though, if we think of like the timeline of Twelfth Night, they could technically, because it happens before Olivia and Sebastian and then Duke and Viola get married, their wedding. So technically they could have done it. They could have been smart when they had, you know, 
Malvolio locked up with, um, you know, Sertopus and all that, they, he could still be hidden away. And then he would just have to listen to the party and be furious in his own oh, solace. That's even worse. That's just Malvolio. Honestly, I mean, truly I... poor Malvolio, but like, <laughs> truly, like, Poor, poor fool. I mean, he's I... the true fool of the show, not Festy. <laughs> but like, I would like to imagine. I think in those scenarios, I would, I would prefer to imagine that their wedding comes after uh, Malvolio is like exonerated because it makes them. It makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it makes them freer to have a good time because right. they're less terrible people at that specific moment. I almost feel like too that would be a sense of. It could be Malvolio, since he is so upset. I feel like that's that moment of, like, okay, fine, all right, I'll enjoy it. It's like Squidward eating Krabby Patties, finally, and saying, like, I like it. Okay, fine, I like it. You know, I think... Also, a healthy sense of drama makes a great wedding. (laughs) Exactly, it's true, it's true. So I feel like that would be, you know, kind of... It could be a moment where Malvolio, like, realizes, all right, this is what, you know, family pokes fun at each other, friends poke fun at each other, like fine uh, whatever and then like he would be dancing like horribly on the dance floor (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I think that I think those are a lot of good points I still do think that like also think about how beautiful the invitations are going to be Prospero's you know Prospero's good at calligraphy they're going to be some (laughs) they'll be like wood burned (laughs) yeah (laughs) I just think that it would be it's going to be uh, a magical, a truly, truly magical event in all all sorts of ways, and just the hottest ticket of the season. <laughs> right, like I feel like at Mariah and Sertopius, there'd be like the f- fairy Edison bulbs, but like at Miranda and Ferdinand's, there could be real fairies instead of light bulbs. <laughs> yes, yes, I think that it would, and you know, maybe they do, maybe they do a destination piece. They go back to the the island that they met on, and there's just this like. A uh, romantic breeze and the blue, <laughs> blue ocean. It is. Oh, I, I would like to be at this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think both have their fair points for sure. It all depends on if you have Advil and Tums at the ready <laughs> for one of them. <laughs> and some white cherry Gatorade. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we want to know what you think. Would you rather be invited to Mariah and Sir Toby's wedding or would you rather be invited to Miranda and Ferdinand's wedding? You can vote on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Emily, thank you so much for being here again. Uh, let people know where they can find you and what you're up to. Sure. So uh, I am... Available at emilyzentis.com, or you can also check out my new theater company called Empty Kettle Productions. We are on Instagram at Empty Kettle Productions, and you can email us at emptykettleproductions at gmail.com. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, This was really fun, and it's gotten me thinking more and more about weddings, and I love that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thanks all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Serious business.